Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 162. And Eric, thank you for joining me again. Yeah. I ate this last week as I would be rushed to the ER. Because I was a bit of a speech impediment. A little bit. It would have been a tough episode, plus you weren't feeling well. So two weeks ago today, you had your, your head put back together again. Yep. Had the skull replacement surgery, so to speak. <laughs> Not exactly a replacement. It was take, it was putting back the part that they uh, that they took out, and I was like, okay, it should be an in and out visit in the hospital, and it was more or less. It was like I spent three nights there, and then they sent me, then they sent me home. But then a few days afterwards, I woke up with that speech impediment, sort of thinking there was a problem with the um, skull healing and uh, some of the uh, the swelling going down, and but then I couldn't form a sentence. I couldn't even really text anything, and if I did, it just sounded so jumbled, and I had no idea what was going on. So, unfortunately, I had to be rushed back to the back to the ER, make sure that I was that everything was on the was on the fly, pretty much, and it was. They scanned my head, looked at everything inside, and. Saw that I didn't have any any problems with the uh, swelling going down or any of the healing, but it was a matter of the medication I was taking, and I wasn't taking enough apparently. So they bumped my doses back up because I was supposed to be taking half of the medication, and now I'm like just back up a little, uh, just just a little bit, just <laughs> some changes. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're back on the show. Uh, it's so much better when both of us are here. It feels like I'm doing the other show when it's just me. I like the difference. I like the, the contrast. I like the back and forth. And the format of the show just works so much better when we have two people talking about the music instead of just one guy. Yeah, absolutely. Now you get the, uh, the back and forth thing and you get to have more of a discussion. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. There. Well, uh, I'm glad you're back. Uh, you've had a, an even more interesting year, and I'm sure there's plenty of people out there have had their, their fair share, but obviously everybody's had quite the 2020. But, man, for you, right on top of all that, right? Uh, next time something major happens to you, I'm going to start looking around like, all right, what's what's going to happen next? Because <laughs> when this happened to you, uh, you know, all of a sudden we go on lockdowns, and then within like a week of lockdowns, we had major earthquake here. Were you awake yet when the the first the bigger earthquake the five or six or whatever we had happened yeah yeah i was not awake for that i was that was one of the news like uh, bits of news that i got out of uh, coming out of the hospital and then we had all sorts of aftershocks but all the aftershocks are much more mellow so eric gets hurt the world goes on quarantine and uh big earthquake happens here in utah followed by numerous uh aftershocks and then Eric has to go back to the ER after he has a surgery, and then the U.S. and I hear it's happening in other countries too. But rioting and looting is going on, and I don't want to disrespect 
the protesters out there, because there are protesters, but that is two totally different groups. Do not get that twisted regardless of what you believe. There are two groups out there, one that's rioting and looting and others that are protesting. So, Eric, next time you go to the hospital, I don't know what it's going to be, but uh, <laughs> hopefully nothing major. So let's try to keep you out of the hospital. Yeah. Hopefully next time I go to a hospital, a pandemic doesn't break out in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> We can only hope. We can only hope. Different world. Right. Well, I hope out there, I've been saying on all the episodes that, you know, stay safe and be good and look out for each other and all that. And now more than ever, because I was not a much of a pandemic believer, not even from the beginning, and I was completely against lockdowns from the beginning because I think it's just control from the government. But uh, now, truly more than before, you know, look out for your neighbors, be good to each other out there, and just keep in mind, uh, you know, whatever your actions are, make sure that they, they're for the right reasons. Don't, don't try to justify doing stupid shit for something that it has nothing to do with. Yeah, exactly. Just keep your, basically, in, in whole, keep a straight mind. Absolutely. You know, think about others, not yourself. Even if people aren't thinking about you, you know, be what you would be the way you would want others to treat you or think about you. And the only way the world's going to change is if everybody takes that mentality. And then guess what? You know, nobody gets left behind and nobody gets, you know, passed or whatever, however you want to word it. If we all decide to act better to each other. Yeah, exactly. That is, yeah, you don't quite have to go as far as kumbaya with everybody, but right. It's just, it's just a reaction. Just like be civil to people who are civil to you, pretty much. Unless you have a problem with that person, then we'll have to brush it off. It's all right to not like everybody, but you don't. Yeah. There's nothing out there that must compel you to either tell them or come up with some sort of action to let them know. If you feel like it, great, but don't be surprised if uh, those things start coming back to you. Karma is real. Yeah, then. It definitely is. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be experiencing that pretty soon. Yes, they are. Or maybe they're experiencing it right now. Well, I'm sure this is just something going on. I'm sure we'll probably talk about it more as the show goes on. But let's get into some music. So before we do that, let's talk about the new stuff that's coming out and has come out. So on May 23rd, the Stick Ups put out their album, Bad Habits. They're from Denver. Play them on the show. They've been on the show. Uh, kind of working something out to have them on the show again here before too long. Uh, just want to make sure we're actually going to be trying to line up some bands from a specific record label over in California, Fat Records maybe. Uh, we're going to try to get a couple bands from that label because we're big fans of them too. Uh, try to get the stick-ups on and a few others. Stick with us on those just for a couple more weeks. Long story short, I just got a lot of side things going on, which is mostly school. But it's almost done, and then I'll have time to get into the interviews. They require a lot of time and editing and so forth. So we're going to get there, but point is, we'll have the stick-ups. I'm looking at my pink vinyl for that new record right now. Just got here two days ago. It's a great record. Go check out the stick-ups. Choke Me came out with The Cousin of Death on the 23rd. Faction S came out with Noya Dur. That's an EP that came out on the 24th. Also on the 24th, Dancing with the Fallen 2020 compilation. It's a COVID-19 charity compilation. Take Offense put out the Cause and Effect. That came out on the 26th. 
The Maybe Next Year's put out Black Noise Generator. It's a single on the 27th. On the 28th, another single came out from the Vicious Cycles. It's called Sandpaper. Millhouse Van Halen put out number nine on May 29th. That's nine months in a row releasing two tracks. Every, every one of those numbers, Millhouse Van Halen, two new tracks once a month. Pretty awesome thing that they got going on there with Millhouse Van Halen over on Horn and Hoof Records. Uh, Death Ridge Boys released their EP collection. That was their uh, five tracks from two EPs and a split with Savage Beat. So five total tracks in 2019. Put it all together on a cassette tape so you can go get that. Lost in Society put out the Help EP on the 29th. On the Job released uh, We're Back, single Love That Band. And they are going to be, they're uh, from Sweden, and they are going to be putting out an album this fall. So a video and single for We're Back out on the 29th. Smiling Assassin put out Plight of the Millennial. The Meddlers put out Drop Culture EP. Those are both 31st. On the 1st, Dungeon Days put out Dungeoneers. Subdued put out on the 5th, Over the Hills and Far Away. The Decline on the 5th put out uh, Split with Sick Waiting. Bobby Funk on the 6th will be putting out Longing for the Bonging. And Territories will be putting out uh, EP. When the Day is Done, that's a handful of tracks. A couple of those were singles they released over the last year, but other tracks that have not been released yet. And then Ready, Set, Survive. Also, uh, they'll be on the 15th, releasing Keys EP. So that's all the new music that we know about. Real quick on the new musics, uh, this Friday, June 5th, I know a lot of shit's going on, and so maybe people aren't even going to be paying attention to that. But Bandcamp is waiving their fees again. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a ton more music that we're going to talk about next week that all came out on the 5th. Unfortunately, uh, not, uh, harder to come across the bands talking about those releases with all the stuff that's going on right now. So we'll be on the lookout for it, but something you can get still out. It's fundraiser compilation that we're doing to help out Eric, help out with all those medical bills from uh, a couple surgeries here, recovery and all that stuff. So that compilation, go to SLC Punkcast on Bandcamp, and you can get it. It's 47 tracks, 15 bucks. Bandcamp waives their fees, so only PayPal will be charging a small portion. When Just so you know, everybody, that's what happens. When you see that waive the fees, Bandcamp waives their fees, but PayPal, that's how you get paid for the most part on uh, Bandcamp. They're not waiving their fees, but that only amounts to under a dollar, so not a big deal there. Uh, definitely get out and support it. A lot of great tracks. Still tracks on that that have not been released, and some might not ever get released anywhere else. Uh, so if you want to get them, that's where you go. Harrington Saints, Roadside Bombs are two of those, plus uh, other tracks still have not been released. And you'll discover bands you will truly enjoy. There's 47 bands, variety of music on there. Uh, I just think it's phenomenal. We've been trying to play some bands. I was going to have one on this episode. I moved it to the next episode. Uh, so we'll be playing another one of those bands that's on the compilation as well. Eric, what are you thinking about that compilation? Oh, I still think it's I still think it's wonderful. It's been it's been a while since I've uh, uh, played it. I think right before my other surgery, but uh, but I was listening to it before to kind of give me some uh, pick me up mo- uh, moments and just. Uh, can I just give me give myself some extra support and and yeah, it it certainly has helped. <laughs> That's good. I hope more people buy it. Put a few more dollars in your pocket to help with the all the medical bills and such. 
But regardless, you'll always have that to look back to, to see, you know, 47 bands worth of people, plus all the people that bought it, uh, you know, want to reach out and support. Uh, a lot of people on the Go, was it GoFundMe? Is that the one that Landon put together? Yeah, that was a good one on me. You know, another another thing to look back to, regardless of, you know, how life goes on, just I'm sure you can always look back at all the various people that, you know, did something to, to reach out and support you. Oh, yeah. I've already been looking back on it, and I'm still just, it's still just such an overwhelming feeling to see how many people, uh, most of whom I have never even met. Right. Just, uh, just come to show some form of support. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and I just, I love that. That's phenomenal. And everybody who hasn't done that yet, if you want to or share it out, if you have, share it out with some other people. Maybe they have not come across. There's a lot of really great tracks on there. Even at 15 bucks, I mean, that's less than 33 cents. That's about 30 cents per song. You're not going to find that out there like that. A lot of great stuff, and you'll get to come across a lot of great bands that you might not have heard of before. Eric, let's play some music, though. Let's get into some new music that we're going to play and talk about. What do you have? Well, I have one of the most phenomenal crust or grindcore bands with uh, some harsh death metal and sludge metal influences who had been out for a while, for a for a few years, but they came roaring back with a brand new LP, and that is... ACDC, or as they're most known as, Antichrist Demon Core. Nice. Okay, I was wondering what that was for. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, and yeah, they're just as heavy. They're just as brutal as ever. And uh, yeah, this whole new album, Satan is King, it's uh, still a pretty short album. I think it's, I think it's around like, it's under half an hour. Yeah, around like 20 minutes. Wow. Whole, yeah, twenty minutes, fifteen songs. Jeez, and, that's well. This song right here, it's only a minute and twenty-five seconds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I had a hard time trying to pick a uh, trying to pick a song from here because there was stuff that was like I had nice and sludgy, then there was stuff that was nice and fast. There was a little bit of stuff in between, reminiscent some atonal chords, but uh, but yeah, with the with the what do you say? The atmosphere of what's been going on uh, close to home, in your home, and all all around the U.S. All the giant protesting that turns into riots and looting and all this crazy stuff. And a lot of it is coming from a uh, it's coming from a fact of like uh, uh, protesting for the uh, uh, for the man George Floyd. Right. But a lot of it is filled with uh, just the anti-cop establishment yep it's pretty it's been pretty nutty out there so that's why i went with this song because it's acdc uh just kind of displaying their uh dislike of a lot of people in blue and it couldn't be more blunt with a song title and it's called cop sucker absolutely let's play it here it goes let's go
There was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Heavy and fast and, and quick. Just a minute 25. Yep. And that's about how the whole album shaped out, song for song. <laughs> yeah, and only slight uh, differences in their sound, but yeah, it's just, uh, how do the kids call it? A banger. <laughs> right? And yeah. You know, I've always supported, you know, when we've played tracks, I play, we were, we were having this discussion before the show, you know, the ACAB songs and the songs like this, because I believe it's a valid viewpoint to either view people like that in a certain way or feel like mistreated because people have felt that way. That's legit. But uh, I would always, always disapprove and never support songs that are just going to pick groups out to you know, flat out bash them. Just be like, we don't like whatever race this is and kill that race or kill that gender or kill that anything. Like, no matter who you are, what your job function is, you know, never support, especially a blanket because, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a few things out there people will say, well, what about, you know, pedophiles or something like, okay, sure, but not many people are going to be out disputing, you know, the, the sides of pro-pedophile and anti-pedophile or something like that. That's not going to be something that divides a country or divides the planet. So uh, when it comes to something realistic like that, you know, pro-military, anti-military, whatever, you know, have a valid viewpoint, but to ever go and say, you know, to kill them or end them as a group or something like that, that's just ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of that stuff comes up from when you're young, you just want to, you just are desperate to like make a, put a statement out in the world of something that's pissing you off. But what I've learned is as you, uh, as you get older, you start to see things in uh, different lights, different perspectives. You start to meet some different people who may alter your perspective ever so slightly, but, but that's what we call growth, I guess. And I agree. And, Again, I always support it. I'll continue to play stuff like that, too, because I think it's a valid viewpoint. It's valid to have feelings like that, and then it is constructive to put it in a song and then to, you know, share it in a group, you know, express yourself in a group at a show or something like that, or people can listen to it and take it for what it is. You know, it's words. It's not inciting people to go out and uh, burn down cities, literally. Like, I talk about a revolution, and I talk about uh, anarchy, but there's order and anarchy and all those things. And my personal belief is government, not police, not to burn down actual cities where people live, because the actual people that live places, wherever you live, uh, whatever income level you're at, you know, my goal would never to be to end all of you or burn down what you've worked for because that is not it. I think the representation and the way laws are created, those are things that I uh, would always promote. And so don't ever mistake the words on you know what I promote on this show. Not that anybody has. I just want to be clear what I am against, not ever looting and rioting. That, like I said at the top of the show, I believe that's there's two th- different groups out right now. There's protesters and then there's looters and rioters. It doesn't make sense to me why you would go burn down your own cities and go steal from people in your neighborhoods and, 
you know, damage stores in your neighborhoods and kill people that might not be supporting your riots in your neighborhoods, but they're from your neighborhoods. I, my mind is lost on that concept. Yeah. You know, this is a lot of mind work, but it is a com- it is a complex idea as to what goes into it. Right. Well, let's play some more music. There's a band from Dallas, Texas. The band's called Noogie. Have you heard Noogie before? Because this isn't their first release. I've played them on the show before, but I don't remember which uh, specific show. So have you heard Noogie yet? Unfortunately, I haven't, but it is a name that has been thrown around. So I am familiar with the name, at least. Okay. I think I forgot, or I don't remember if you mentioned it, but the last band, they've been around since 2003. They're from Southern California, and they released their album on the 15th of March, right? So for perspective, we're now moving over to Austin to a band that started in 2016, and this year, May 18th of 2020, they released the Roughhousen EP. Cool band here. Uh, the track is My Life. It's about twice as long as the last track. Actually, maybe even a little bit longer than that. So let's get back into more music. Enough about me uh, spewing bullshit. Let's hear <laughs> My Life from the band Noogie.
was my life from Noogie. What'd you think, Eric? Well, I got to see. It is nice to hear some uh, uh, some music still coming out that is related to uh, has some relation to sounding like skate punk and is actually listenable. Right. Yeah, it's just like not to dog on the original uh, skate punk bands, but there was a time where it just got way too um, I don't know re- repetitive at least, and it's. Uh, but it is nice that there's some people keeping it out alive and giving it a pretty refreshing take on it. And I, I liked what I did on this one. I agree with you. I, d- I definitely agree with you. I think uh, some skate punk I really like, but you know, it was kind of fewer and farther between. Not not one of the sub-genres of punk that are like very high on my list. But I think what they do a good job here is they believe they kind of blend a little street punk in there. And that's where I, I, maybe what you're saying, a little bit different take on it, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, and I really love the guitar work in there. You can just tell he was having a lot of fun just uh, adding these little wonky paddings in there. It goes into a bit of a ska beat as well. Right. I agree. That was great. And you know what? They have been to Utah. I want to say they might have come last year. I wish I would have been able to make it. I didn't, wasn't able to, but I hope that they do come back. That would be a, definitely a band I'd love to see back here in Salt Lake City. And by the way, speaking of shows, I guess I could have shaved it for the time uh, shows are coming about. Uh, real quick, we'll, we'll just pause right here before we get there because I'm thinking about it and I don't want to forget. First, that I saw a show posted in... Tempe, Arizona. I think it's like June 20th. I forget the bands, none that I were familiar with, but uh, Arizona Punks uh, posted. And so at like a tavern even, it wasn't even a house show. I think it was like a tavern of some sort. I forget. Go look it up. Uh, Go look at AZ Punks. I think it's on Instagram. But a band from Vegas, a band from San Diego, and two Phoenix bands, four bands playing on Saturday the 20th. That's two weeks from Saturday. Stuff's coming back. I don't know what, you know, they're criteria if they could only be like a 25 percent but uh you know what i've been to plenty of punk shows that did not sell out and 25 percent capacities probably uh in some cases you might not have to hold too many people out and that's not a dog on it that's just you know we've been to shows and sometimes for whatever reason they just didn't get uh you know full capacity yeah yeah and that's mostly that's mostly just a local show and also like a house show, pretty much. <laughs> right, exactly. And I think that's super cool. Uh, another thing that I want to mention is I, I saw people talking about this, and it's a stupid fucking idea, so I hope it never happens, but like a drive-in movie where people pulling in their cars, and that's how you're going to view concerts in the future. Uh, that, I think, is stupid. I don't want to go to a fucking show and have to like roll my window down to watch you from who knows how fucking far away. And then at the end of the night, people fucking ram into each other in cars. Not even the point there, the, the end. I just don't want to go sit in a fucking parking lot and watch, you know, get binoculars out so I can watch somebody from my car. Not happening. I think that's stupid. Uh, the capacities, like I saw, you know, it's like some pop show or something. They didn't, I don't remember who it was, but they showed the crowd and I think they're starting to book them. A friend of mine, his family was going to some show and they, like three rows, like USANA Amphitheater, I think is where it was, like three rows, nobody, and then they have sparse seating depending on your group size or whatever, and then three rows are empty and then so forth. Really stupid concept there. People just get the fuck over it uh, and go to a show, in my opinion. Yeah, if anything, it sounds like it's uh, testing the limits of of a desperation for seeing a live show. Right? You know, I've been to some of those big shows. Uh, for people that aren't from Utah, just picture, you know, a – 
you know, a couple thousand seats available. I mean, there's seats and then there's like a, a general admission uh, pit area that's in cement, cemented, and then a grass area that you can sit in. So quite a few people. And shows like that, those bands only tour because, you, and the venues are only successful because of concessions and then merch. You know what I mean? And if you're going at like 20, I think it's like 20 or 25% is your capacity rate. Uh, at least that's what I've heard so far. That is stupid and asinine. Like, how do you expect anybody to tour if three quarters of the seats are empty? And then how do you expect the venues or bands to be successful at all or want to do any of this shit if that's the best case scenario? Yeah. And if the process is like uh, hiking up ticket prices, who do you think is going to afford it? Exactly. Exactly. A lot of those types of bands anyway, the tickets are fucking outrageous. We can go to and, you know, go to see a bunch of bands that we play on this show that we really enjoy. You can go to like five of those shows for one of those shows or maybe even more, depending on what the hell show it is. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think those are stupid ideas. And last note that I want to bring up on live shows is I watched the Dropkick Murphys show that they did. Uh, I saw a little bit of the one they did on March 17th. They're like they're in a bar or something, you know, like a smaller venue. It kind of looked like almost like you're recording a music video, just a you know smaller space, right? right? So the one that they did this past Friday in Fenway Park, I loved it and I hated it at the same time. I loved it because I think the Dropkick Murphys are great. If you see pictures of the recording area, like where I'm at right now, I've got a Dropkick Murphys poster up and I got a big Dropkick Murphys flag behind me. So I like the band. Keep that in mind. The band sounded great, but they were in Fenway Park, which was empty. If you've seen any sporting events recently, not any sports that I'm really interested in, uh, like NASCAR, nobody's there. Just the pit crews in the cars. Um, MMA, they're like in a tiny little gym. There's corner guys, there's a referee, and then there's fighters. Like, there's nothing else going on. Uh, soccer over in Europe, they, the stadiums are empty. And I think it's better than nothing, but it is ju there's just nothing there. And so with this Dropkick Murphy show, there's nobody there, nobody cheering. It was like you're behind the scenes of them filming music videos. And then yeah. they did Bruce Springsteen, like, remotely. He was on the Jumbotron thing there at the you know the large screen he appeared from i assume his house or his studio or wherever and he sang songs two songs with them remotely played guitar so he did his thing and it was cool for what it's worth if you're not a bruce springsteen fan whatever uh, not the point the point is the way they did it and I, I don't blame them i mean they even said the to do what they did they were only permitted 30 total people could be at the stadium right and so when you have a band of like eight dudes and then there's guitar techs, and then there's security, and then there's people operating the, the various cameras and so forth. Your 30 people disappears pretty quick. But it was just, you're watching, and at some points they're like, oh, get up and sing along, and I'm looking around because I'm at home alone at that point. And it's like me and my dogs, and I'm like, well, what am I going to do, like get up and no. You know, that defeats the point of going and seeing a live show. There's the interaction part, right, and being around the crowd. So that's why I hated it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see where they're coming from, from a career standpoint. Like, this is something that they have to do to, like, at least make a keep their living substantial. Well, they <laughs> did it for free. So, supposedly, anyway, they, they had a sponsor that helped kind of pay whatever costs. And then they allowed people to pay money. Like, you didn't have to pay, but you could 
pay money, but there was three Boston charities. Not that that's a bad thing. It just like if you're doing a thing worldwide and those charities were like the food bank and Habitat for Humanity, like a lot of other communities have those. So it's cool that they're doing that and it helps their community out, but it doesn't help anybody else's community out. So again, not the point because it goes to a charity and you're, you're helping and it's cool that they're able to do it because it's better than nothing, right? We're in a time where right now we're watching our favorite bands in practice spaces or, you know, if they're lucky enough to know somebody who has a, a venue that they can go into, but there's nobody there and you're watching them on a video. So again, it's better than nothing. And I've seen some of these and I've enjoyed them, but with a, you know, a facility as large as Fenway Park there in Boston and then there was nobody there, it was just, I don't know what to call it, like unimpressive or un... un uh, just disappointing because you're like, this is cool, I guess. It <laughs> sounds good, but it's just like, what, what am I watching? Are they making a documentary here? What am I, what am I watching the behind the scenes of? I know. But, uh, I don't know. If everything, the whole situation just feels empty. Right. What does everybody else think about that? Let us know what your thoughts are. I don't ever ask that enough. We don't really get enough interaction, I think, with people that listen to the show. So if you would like to, let us know. I want to know what other people's thoughts are. We rant, and when I say we, I typically mean me, rant about a lot of things, I guess, sometimes like this. So let us know your opinions as well. Uh, if you have any other opinions, we'll talk more about them here in a moment. Eric, if you have anything to add, let's uh, add it right after the song. Let's play another song. I've been talking long enough. <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's get a let's, let's play one more new track we'll get into some old tracks here in a moment the the band is savage remains are from fredericksburg in virginia the bit of bands is 2015 uh they're on snubbed records and i want to thank ron for reaching out uh this friday on june 5th pre-release comes out so i don't know what the actual release date is i only know that the pre-release for excuse me their album the end is nigh is up and so we've got one of their tracks that we get to hear here we get to talk about this is some great doomsday punk on snubbed records let's listen to savage remains another short one only one minute and 21 seconds this track right here is called children of atom that's a-t-o-m What'd you think of that? Yeah, that was definitely some, that was some hyphy material right there, but I love that. 
Right? I am looking forward to the rest of that album when it comes out. Uh, very grateful with connections and people willing to reach out and share their music. Cause some, there's just so much out there that it's hard to, you know, by yourself search for it. And that's why I think, you know, listening to shows like this one, and there's other shows out there, not saying just listen to our show, but there's a lot of shows and a lot of mediums out there. And it's really cool when they reach out and then we can push out as well. Uh, really cool. I'm just so happy that we got to hear that track and I'm really looking forward to the rest of The End Is Nigh. Yeah. That's something I gotta take on myself because I if I liked what I like what I heard right here, then I'm I may just make the whole rest of the album. <laughs> right? Good stuff. Uh the band is Savage Remains. It'll be coming out on Snubbed Records. Thanks again, Ron. Uh End is nigh. Pre order this Friday. Pre orders. So just go over to Snub Records. Uh starts this Friday. Uh might even be on Bandcamp if you pre order if it's on Bandcamp. So be on the lookout. Everybody should be on Bandcamp and just look or go through your social medias. Hopefully we are over, uh, you know, just every, you know, I don't know about your social media feeds, but the last day or two, you know, I, I try to primarily use that to discover music and reach out to bands and shit like that. And there's not a lot of that been going on. And maybe by Friday there will be, hopefully people are taking advantage of that Bandcamp discount on Friday for the, the, the bands anyway. So, be on the lookout. Savage Remains. Eric, let's start into some older, lesser-known tracks. What do you got? Oh, I got a... Uh, I'm not sure if it's a really well-known track, but it is from a pretty well-known band. Yes, a great uh, band. Yeah, they, they were a great band. Unfortunately, not a band anymore due to the death of their uh, main songwriter, their main guitarist, and their singer. So he was, uh, uh, he was basically the the leading figure of this band. I'm talking about Eric Peterson and the band Mischief Brew, who unfortunately passed away. Man, what was that? That was like a, it was around like 2017, I think. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember the exact year, but it, it was somewhere around in the last few years. Uh, but yeah, he left behind a very expansive discography with his band Mischief Brew. And that's uh, that's today's pick is the band Mischief Brew, um, who I I think I got into way too late because I'd only seen them live once, and it was the first show that I was able to see at the uh, the last underground, and yeah, it was my first time seeing them, and I was just falling in love with his uh, stage presence. I loved the music that I was hearing, and I'm not really huge on acoustic punk rock, but. Mr. Brew was like, okay, this is this one I could give a pass to. <laughs> right. It was good it stuff. Is, it is great stuff. And uh, and one of the albums, I mean, they got so fucking many albums. Haven't <laughs> 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 been a band for almost 20 years. They, they started back in 2000 and have been releasing a bunch of uh, music and EPs splits and just uh, single tracks. I mean, they were just, they were just all over the wall and in the best way possible because they were releasing some very, some very prime cuts. Uh, but probably the one that stuck with me the most was the album from 2006 songs from under the sink. And there are just so damn many, uh, so damn many songs on there, but I chose the one that stuck with me the most. And that was a uh, copy God and cigarettes. And, I think the main reason why I chose this one is because in the only time that I was able to see them live, this was the last song that he played. He just uh, 
had the whole band stay quiet, and he just walked into the middle of the crowd with his guitar and started playing the song "Coffee Got a Cigarette." I was like, cool. "This is a good song. I got I got to remember that one." <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it's it's got that beatnik edge to it, you know, and it's kind of got this little uh, tongue and cheek humor in there, which is what which is what the band really was was known for, but. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop uh, praising the song right now and let the song do what it does best, which is praising itself. It's a great song. It is. It's good stuff. It, it's been out for over 14 years. March 26th of 2006. It's been around. It's a good track. Yes, the, the test of time. Absolutely. Let's play it. It's Coffee God and Cigarettes. stuff good band good choice i like to mix up the music i like it when we're the genres are not like all the exact same music per show because punk has a lot to offer yeah absolutely there's just so many so many crossbreeds in that genre absolutely and i like playing the acoustic punk every once in a while just so you know so people you know mischief brew uh definitely one of those cool bands uh, you know, Five Cent Psychiatrist, we've had them on the show, played them before too, another cool acoustic punk band. So if it's not a genre you've thought about much, you should check into it because uh, just named two really good bands you should be checking out. And they're from Philadelphia. The Five Cent Psychiatrist guys are from Florida, so a bunch of East Coast going on there. Yeah, pretty much. 
Well, speaking yeah. of East Coast, together. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. And, and speaking of East Coast, the next band we're going to play is from New York. So another East Coast band. And speaking of uh, you know different genres, there here is another genre or subgenre of punk, and it is hardcore. So uh, started in 1986 in New York, Billy Milano, who we've played on the show, right, Eric? So, uh, Stormtroopers yeah, of Death, SOD, so Stormtroopers of Death, uh, inadvertently resurrected, he inadvertently resurrected his hardcore punk band, and uh, the quote I, I got is, uh, in a time when he needed it most. So good stuff here with M-O-D, not S-O-D, we played S-O-D before, we're going to play M-O-D this time, but it's Billy Milano, uh, Bill, again, and this, they put out an album in 7-7 of 17, so July 7th of 2017, they put out Busted, Broke, and American, and this, uh, this track right here is Shattered Dreams and Broken Glass. Eric, are you a fan of M.O.D.? Because I know you like S.O.D. Yeah, I do like S.O.D., but I also do like M.O.D., but I just now found out that they actually had a connection with them. excellent so so yeah learn something new every day (laughs) excellent well let's play some mod with shattered dreams and broken glass we're going to go from some acoustic punk into some hardcore so here it goes Shit! Oh, 
if you like hardcore music, that is definitely a song and a band for you. I know. Let the, let the be a lesson to you. If you ain't into hardcore punk, you ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, that was good stuff. I like that. I like that band. Uh, I like SOD and I like MOD. So we've played them both now on the show, and you should definitely go check them both out. Go check out Busted Broke and American. Just came out almost three years ago. Oh, damn. I forgot about that album. It's a good album. Shattered Dreams and Broken Glass. That is the track. Eric, let's play one more uh, track before we get into our great cover to covers. So this portion of the show, we would do, you know, I've said numerous times, touring bands. Obviously, that hasn't happened in over three months. So <laughs> we haven't had that in over about three months. So that's why I didn't even wait till this portion of the show to talk about the live shows and such. But we have been doing either quarantine or uh, fundraiser bands. And so on this one, we're going to do a quarantine track, The Ponds out of Los Angeles, California, they created the track Death Comes Ripping. Uh, they did a covers for COVID-19. They are on, uh, sorry, they're on First Off Records. So it's The Ponds. Death Comes Ripping is the track. Are you a fan of The Ponds? Have you heard of The Ponds? I have not heard of The Ponds, unfortunately. Okay. Well, Eric, I'm going to let you hear The Ponds right this second because Death Comes Ripping. Awesome. What'd you think of that track? Oh, that sounded pretty brutal, actually. <laughs> it's good stuff. So the I, I gave a hint to, you know, it's covers for COVID-19, right? So the, the clue there is they did not originally write it. Are you familiar with the track, with who has written the track previously? I don't believe I am. It's the Misfits. I wouldn't have guessed Definitely. that either, though. It's not a Misfits song that I'm very familiar with. So I wouldn't have guessed it either. i just thrown it out there. Maybe you did. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of like Death Comes Ripping. I feel like that is a I feel like that's a song that should be familiar with, but I kept thinking of metal bands. 
Uh, they they kind of gave it a different tone than you would hear with, you know, the, the typical horror punk sound or horror, yeah. whatever you want to call it, sound that the Misfits have. Yeah. And that was the other thing. I was just like, death comes ripping. Who, who in the hell wrote that? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you got to see the, the artwork for the track, it's, you know, the misfit skull with like a, a mask, like the, the mask that everybody out there's uh, wearing, if they're wearing them at all. Uh, and then, you know, it says like CDC and shit like that. So it's kind of ties into the COVID-19, the covers, the fact that it was a misfits cover, those kind of things. If you got to see the artwork. So go look it up. Go look at the ponds. They, they put that together for everybody's listening pleasure. Came back out in March, so March 22nd. It came out like a week after uh, people, at least where we're at, were, were locked down or within the week even of when the lockdowns happened here in Utah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, let's jump into some great cover-to-cover albums now. So, Eric, you're up first. Let's talk about uh, Drive A. Drive A. Drive a what? Drive a nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this was a very uh, uh, definitely short-lived band. Uh, they were underground for uh, uh, for quite some time, living in the uh, uh, living in the LA scene, and they were uh, they were coming out as basically a rise against the sort of style pop punk thing. It was like it, it's a little too hard to be just straightforward pop punk or skate punk because they definitely had a a style about them that was uh that was heavier it was faster it was a lot more aggressive and actually i got to see them live when they were just starting to get some uh just about to get some famous traction not, not exactly famous but some bigger traction like oh these guys might be around for a while but they were only around for about like uh damn i don't even know five years pretty much wow yeah, and only and only two albums exist under their name. And the one that I chose was their first one called Loss of Desire. And that was the album I heard uh, some of the singles from which actually grabbed my attention. It was just like, okay, so this is the band I'm going to be seeing live. All right. Now I can now I can get into it more. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's cool. And, and good stuff. Hard to find. I'm going to put it out there for everybody. Listen to it. Enjoy it. Hard to find, though. Hopefully you can find yeah. it. Yeah, it was unfortunate because uh, back in that time, like, uh, let's see, through all their social media, and it was just so easy to find their music videos and their singles. You could actually download them online in an MP3 file. You had to pay for it, but right. <laughs> but yeah, it was just so it was just so interesting just to see that stuff everywhere. And now, yeah, you know, close to a decade later, it's so hard to find anything on the regular internet. You can still find lyric videos and uh, whatnot. And some of the old music videos from on YouTube, pretty much. Right. Yeah, they just basically disappeared off the planet, other than the few people who still listen to them, like myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But now, uh, you don't have to go through that trouble. You can actually hear a couple singles that we will play for you right now. I'm gonna, and one of them was the first song that drew me in it was the first song i actually heard by them i was like okay this is gonna be uh this is actually a punk rock band all right i can listen to this <laughs> i was a teenager when i discovered this band and in the depths of like my punk discovery phase and this was like oh it's a new punk rock band and not a lot of people know about them all right i can listen to this <laughs> but anyway the song in question is are you blind 
that was the that's the one we're gonna play. Excellent. Well, let's play that one first, and uh, we'll see what everybody thinks, huh? singles back in the day <laughs> that's that's cool and it, i think it kind of has that sound of you know about 10 years ago i mean that's when that was released back in 2009 so it's been yeah a little over 11 years actually yeah 11 years and it was uh yeah it was just uh, it was felt at the time it felt like something i was hearing before but it was it just felt like there was another extra layer of aggression that uh, was just on top of the song. And it just felt like it just had this punk attitude that it couldn't shake. Right. Yeah. Which I, I guess it's appropriate because they are a punk rock band. True. <laughs> it kind of goes along yeah. with the genre there. 
Yeah, it does kind of do. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Some things are, uh, despite the uh, active rebellion that is labeled as a punk rock approach, it's like uh, it's like some things ought to be repeated, and that is one of them. And nowhere is that more to more accurately displayed in a uh, in the second song that I heard by them, which was "Can't Sleep It Off," because the chorus it's <laughs> the chorus just kind of molds together all the lines with just the was just like sentence, sentence, sentence. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what the song's called. Can't sleep it off. Parentheses. Fuck you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because every time I every time I saw it online somewhere, I just saw the title "Can't Sleep It Off," but they never put the extra parentheses in there until I got the CD and I saw the song title for what it was. I'm like, ah, that makes sense. <laughs> But yeah, great. It's a great song to, great song to get you, you know, hyped up a little bit and uh, kind of get you in that mood. And it's a, yeah, but it's also fun. So yeah, I would, I would recommend listening to it. Let's do it. <laughs> Can't sleep it off. Here it goes. Yeah, it was just as you said. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, if I was to leave a review of that song, that's exactly what I would say. <laughs> just, well, the only thing you need to know about this one is they, uh, it's, it's fuck you. <laughs> exactly. It's good stuff. It's a band from L.A., so we played two bands from L.A. Uh, on this show so far. 
And we've played one from New York. Well, we're going to play another one from New York. Oh, good. Even it, even it out. <laughs> right? Even out two from, uh, you know, uh, the East Coast, two from the West Coast, uh, and then all, all over in between. Well, we had a Southern California. ACXDC, they were, they're Southern California. Don't know specifically where, but somewhere there. And then, uh, yeah, 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 we're going to be playing uh, Australia coming up next. But before we get there, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's play the band Spoiler NYC. So that's the great cover-to-cover album I picked. I think it's only, it's only an EP, but it's a six-track EP. And a cool band. I heard them way back when they came out. I believe this was the only music that they released. They started as a band in 2006. They released this in 2007. And I don't think they released anything else, I don't believe, after that. I'd have to look into it. But I, I never came across anything else. Are you familiar with the band Spoiler NYC? Spoiler in my is another band I've yet to learn about. So, Eric, you're in luck. You're going to hear about them, and you're going to hear them in just a second. Before we get there, the EP is called <laughs> Grease Fire in Hell's Kitchen. So keep in mind, they're from New York. So Grease Fire in Hell's Kitchen. Uh, if you're familiar with the band Life of Agony, the guy who sings in this band was the co-founder and bass player in Life of Agony, and his name's Ooh. Alan Robert. So if, you're, if you like Life of Agony... Alan Robert sings in this band. He was the co-founder and bass player in Life of Agony. So uh, they didn't put out a lot, but what they put out I really liked. Had a hard time trying to narrow down between six songs down to two songs. But I went with this one first. So it's High Friends in Low Places. So we already played a cover. This is not a cover, but it kind of plays off of that Garth Brooks uh, Low Friends in High Places or something like that, right? I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Whatever the Garth Brooks song is. So without further ado, Eric, you're going to hear Spoiler NYC doing the track High Friends in Low Places. I thought I would never survive So I headed downtown Down to ask the place I was dying just to see A familiar face So I jumped that train And cursed your name And I never look back Until this day I got Break 
underneath And I'm still wiping blood from my face I came into this world Nothing at all When I'm with my crew I feel ten feet tall Nothing can take that away from me Cause I was born on the streets Up in my seat I got Great track. Uh, something I probably should have led with about the band is that Alan Robert formed the band after a friend of his committed suicide. So if you hear the tracks on here, a lot of them relate to suicide. And in my personal opinion, he's singing about what really plagues this country. And, and I'm not trying to diminish anybody's feelings on anything, but you know, high friends in low places, right? The low places are what cause people to get high. And that is a problem, you know, that, that's a root of what the problem is. And the problem is, is, you know, a lot of people keeping themselves, unfortunately, in low-income areas because that's a, a rut they get stuck in. Yeah, that is true. And just, a, just one of those things that just adds on to the roughness and how just adding another layer of not, not having a desire to move on, pretty much. Right, right. Uh, about the song specifically, I think bands like that, when, you know, I don't live that, I can't specifically relate to some of those things that they, they were singing, and that's how a lot of music is. You can't always specifically relate to all the lyrics, but it doesn't mean you can't relate in some fashion. And even though I might not be able to relate specifically to some of what he's singing, I still, you know, mental picture, they, they the lyrics, the music sounds great. The lyrics paint such a great picture that I just, you know, it's not like a music video specifically, but I can just see what they're singing as they're singing because they're telling such a great story with the song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it just makes the experience all the more visceral. Just right. as like, this is, all, this is how you had to uh, picture what the music was saying before music videos were insane exactly. or were invented. Exactly. I don't know that there's a music video for a lot of what they did. Again, spoiler NYC didn't really put a lot out, but uh, what did you think specifically? Is that something that you enjoy, that style of music, or is this not for you? What are you thinking? Are you, are you a fan of Life of Agony? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of Life of Agony, though I've definitely heard them, but haven't quite given them that uh, full-on chance, just because it was uh, back when I heard them, it was not music that I was used to at the point. It wasn't something I had heard before and was just like, I, I got to sleep on this for a minute just to allow me to get in. But, uh, but yes, Wheelers was kind of a different story. It was that, uh, man, I can't even really explain it. It was just an experience that was just like, huh, this is, this is something I want to hear the rest of pretty much. I want to hear more of what these guys have to say. So, so, and that's a good sign for me. Right. That's good. 
this we're gonna play one more track. We'll get into this track. It's my favorite track from the band. I, the sound's great. Again, listen to the lyrics. I mean, if there's people that uh, thinking about suicide, suicidal thoughts, friends who have done so, you know, maybe these are things that can relate, and that just adds another layer of what we can like about certain music, right? When we can relate to things a little more. I just like the band. Uh, this track's awesome. Ruined is the name. It's only two minutes. Got two minutes, four seconds. Let's get into it. Uh, again, spoiler NYC. That wraps up that great cover-to-cover EP. That is a great EP. <laughs> it is. The other tracks are so good. I had a hard time picking. Uh, that's just a band that puts the song together well. They play their instruments well. They sound great. Uh, it's unfortunate. Just uh, I think it was just that. Nothing more. The one EP. Wow. That's too, man, that is too bad. I mean, the, the story of short-lived bands is a common tale, but... Absolutely. Some of them have spent a little, uh, a little bit longer in the in the limelight, but right. Yeah, that's just something we unfortunately don't have control over. Just the creators of the band. Right. Uh, I looked it up. Uh, maybe there's more songs than I thought. For some reason, I was thinking this was just an EP, but there's a there's actually I think twelve songs to uh, Grease Fire and Hell's Kitchen. Maybe I got a different release. Not sure. Either way. Uh, Grease Fire in Hell's Kitchen, that appears to be the only release. Was never able to come across any other music from Spoiler NYC. But go check them out. It's a good one. Uh, a lot of other great tracks on there. And a uh, lot, lot of other ones that I, I had a hard time picking from. Suicide Hotel, really good. I mean, here's some of the song titles that we didn't play. Suicide Hotel, I Hung My Head, Dead to Me, 
Grease Fire in Hell's Kitchen, No Worries, Every Person is Corrupt, Liar Cheater, Unpredictable, Lucky 13, and Die Alone. Kind of gives you an idea of the, the headspace, right? Why the, the band got formed in the first place. There, there's some theme that kind of goes along with that. Yeah. <laughs> just seems like every song have, uh, just according to the title, has a negative aspect to it. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes people feel that way, but a good way to express is write, put it out, music, other people can relate to it, and, you know, typically doesn't cause people to go the other way. Kind of, uh, I think, allows people to connect with other people in a different way, which is probably what they needed in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one side, it could just be like a catharsis of getting the thoughts out, and the listener can actually have something to relate to in a way that only they understand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Eric, let's play some metal and wrap this show up. You're up first. What do you got? Uh, let's see. I got one. Uh, let's see why I initially chose this one. It was the uh, the last episode I was on uh, when you played the uh, oh, white. <laughs> I just lost the, uh, uh, the band's name, but it was the it was your pick. It was, uh, see if I can find it because I had it saved. Who we got? Like, uh, was it the metal pick or was it one of the other picks? It was a metal pick. It was uh, Spirit World. Spirit That's World. There we go. Okay. Yeah, the new track from Spirit World. It got me thinking about, uh, uh, about another band that I listened to and I've been meaning to play on the show for a long time. And I was like, okay, well, he uh, played Spirit World. This band kind of has the same idea of adapting uh, certain genres into their music, but when it comes out, it's still one of their own songs. Cool. And that band that I'm, of course, uh, referring to is King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard. <laughs> it's quite the name. I like the name. I love the name too. It's just such a, it's just such a tongue twister, but it's just so fun to say. <laughs> yeah, but I chose this one because it was a. Uh, uh, as I said, uh, last, uh, last year, the release uh, uh, Infest the Rat Nest was my favorite release of that year. And, and it was just a song of which I had so much trouble choosing the uh, right one because I wanted to show how it was, uh, still had this, um, this vintage appeal to it. It felt like it was coming out of the 70s or even the 80s or something. It had a very kind of a, a Black Sabbath approach to it. But it's still coming up as like this, uh, as like their own style, which is like this uh, new wave, new school kind of uh, uh, kind of indie alternative approach to it. But it just still sounded so good and so fresh. So, so yeah, like I can I can't recommend that album enough. I think it's just uh, I think it's a banger. I think it's got a lot of great. A lot of great music, even outside of the metal spectrum, out there. And of course, it's a, it's a, it's got a progressive edge to it as well. It's an album that's telling a story. Right. You gotta like yeah. that. Appreciate that that depth that, uh, you know the the thought and the effort that goes into to try to create something like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and still kind of keeping this grim edge to it. And it's a, it's an apocalypse album, pretty much like the world has come to an end the rich are able to afford a spaceship to repopulate on mars leaving all the poor people behind. <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah so the story follows these uh, group of rebels that are trying to build their own spaceship and just like okay we're gonna go populate venus 
<laughs> Excellent. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, and I can't. And the rat's nest in question infests the rat's nest with like this uh, this order that was given to him from the underworld. It was like the humans are meant to be extinct, but some of them escaped to Mars. So infest the rat's nest. <laughs> <laughs> it just so it just had such a bizarre sci-fi story to it. I just couldn't help but keep listening to it. Uh, but but as I was listening to. Uh, uh, to the song and the music and uh, just trying to figure out which one to expose on the uh, podcast. I chose the one that's uh, towards the end of the album and it was uh, the song Self-Immolate. A lot of great thrash-inspired riffs on there and a lot of just uh, sheer heaviness and uh, and just a guitarist showing off what they could do on the top of the fretboard with their solo skills. It's pretty amazing. That's awesome. Yep. So I'm going to yeah, I can't. I can go on and on about this album, but I'll try to keep it reserved. But yes, definitely, self immolate is the standout track on this one. So let's uh, let's give it a listen, shall we? <laughs>
There was King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I wanted to say it at least once, too. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of an addiction right there. Right? <laughs> yeah. But also kind of like a marketing ploy just to make sure the name of a, of a certain band stick in your head. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, definitely, definitely appreciative of those guys and just how musically tactful they are. Right. Like that, no, no two albums really sound the same by them. Yet their style and their and the kind of uh, obsessed vision they have, it just it's just an identifiable factor. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully you guys uh, felt what I felt and hearing this thing, I I certainly hope so. Because uh, to put it bluntly, how could you not? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Definitely go check out the album Infest the Rat's Nest. Yeah. It's a fun one. Definitely definitely play with the lyrics and taxes. You, you want to hear the story as well. Right, and I, I think that's uh, a reason to uh, check it out. I mean, if you like the sound, go check it out because uh, you don't always get the, the story like that, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. And it does. I will say it does kind of end on a cliffhanger. That At least I feel like it does. So maybe a part two is in the works. That I, makes it even make, that much better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just kind of leaves you, leaves you wanting for more. And who knows what it's going to sound like. Maybe it's just going to sound like a Funko Pop record. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're on the edge. That was last year, so maybe uh, they had some time during all this lockdown and whatever else to, to get it done. Maybe you'll see it at the end of this year. Yep. Maybe so. We'll have to see. Cause right now I feel like there's nothing else to do except sit around and uh, put your ideas into the limelight. Absolutely. Well, the last track we're going to play is kill switch engage. They released atonement Two. it's B sides for charity EP. So they released this on May 8th. So kind of goes along with that where, you know, not a lot going on, and they obviously had a handful of tracks. I think there was five on this release, something like that, that they just hadn't got released yet, and, you know, sitting around. Maybe they had to fine-tune them a little. I'm not sure. But they released them, and it's for charity. It's an EP, so Atonement 2 B-Sides for charity. The band is Kill Switch Engage. I know we've played them on the show at least once before, but we're going to play something that's new from them. The track that we're going to play off of that EP is To the Great Beyond. It seems like that should have been part of a story as well, right? Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> well, yeah, let's go. I think. <laughs> yes, let's go to the Great Beyond.
But that sure was heavy. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was quite some. <laughs> that was quite a lot of old school uh, metalcore anger just coming out of the just coming out of those pipes. I loved it. That was good stuff. Uh, a couple more tracks just like it on that uh, EP for charity. Um, and that's all the kill tools, right? Yep. Yep, all kill switch. Yep, yep. Kill switch engage. Atonement two. B sides for charity. Perfect. That's a great fucking collage. <laughs> it is good band. They're out of Boston. If you're not familiar with Kill Switch Engage, unfortunately for you, if you're not, check them out, people. Uh, again, that just came out a month ago, May eighth. Uh, new metal, not new with a U, but new metal. Spelled correctly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this show up. It's been a great show, a lot of great bands, because that's just how we play it. Uh, you can find all the bands on Instagram at ACXDC underscore 666. Imagine that. At Noogie underscore TXPX. At Savage Remains Band. At Mischief Brew Band. At The Pawns Punk. At G- King Gizzard, sorry. At Kill Switch Engage. The show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me mainly on my Instagram. I am at scary uncle. Nah, where was the underscore? Yeah, scary uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. You can also find my bands on Instagram as well as also Facebook. Uh, Instagram is at anonymous underscore band official, and uh, Facebook is at anonymous SLC. And also got some uh, writings in the in the works for at Stegensyouth.com. Excellent. That's the, yeah, that's basically the uh, Instagram handle as well as the website. So that's where you can that's where you can find everything. Perfect. We can find all the bands on Facebook at ACXDC. Noogie has a page. It's N Z N O O G Y. I don't know why I said it that way. N O O G Y. At Savage Remains, at Mischief Brew, at MOD Method of Destruction, at The Ponds, Drive A has a Facebook page, at King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, at Kill Switch Engage, the show's at SLC Punkcast, and you can also find the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, and of course on slcpunkcast.com. You've heard it somewhere, but you can hear it all those places as well. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. This is episode 162. Always, As always, play a lot of great bands. Look forward to playing more. Uh, tons of emails that I still have to go through. I promise I'm getting to them. Just like with the interviews, we'll be getting to a ton of those. Uh, I'm still plugging away at that list of music to listen to, music to get on the show. So keep sending. Keep trying to get them on because uh, we are trying to get them on as well. Just need a little bit more time. I apologize. Be good to your friends, be good to your family, be good to your neighbors, check in on everybody, treat others the way you would like to be treated. Eric, any final thoughts? Uh, just uh, this year seems to be getting crazier by the uh, by the minute, at right. least from what I'm seeing. Uh, but uh, who knows, maybe we're at the halfway point in this year, maybe it will be the uh, turning point where stuff will start to uh, fizzle out. That's uh, That's what I'm hoping, but Again, it all comes from individual, individual thought pattern from an individual person to make that decision. So, uh, you know, I can't control what you guys do, but the, be- the best I can do is just uh, 
is just repeat what uh, Dustin said right here. And that was, you know, treat others the way that you would have yourself treated. Absolutely. It's how you would prefer to be treated, you know, and if you're still holding the grudge on someone who uh, wronged you, I mean, if, uh, if it's still, a, if it's still fresh, just uh, let it, just let it go. Or if it still bothers you after a certain point, just uh, find a way to make, find a way to make it. Up. I agree. I second that. And on that note, let's do it. Play the fucking outro.